You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Rowan. Welcome back to the show. Today's going to be a really fun conversation. Today we are diving into the uh, time-tailed classic phrase. I don't know what that meant, but yes, the phrase. <laughs> Under promise, over deliver. It's been, I feel like, a little bit of a controversial topic in mm-hmm. the industry lately. We've had some conversations with some of our good friends, and we have some thoughts, and we want to like have a little bit of a a little bit of a discussion about it. So. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it something that entrepreneurs should be doing? Mostly service providers. Yeah. Is it something that's slimy? Is it outdated? Is it relevant? We're going to dive into it and more today. I've got two words for you that will seriously uplevel your business. You ready for it? Niche down. We're sure you've heard it a million times, huh? Like everyone and their mom tells you to niche down, but maybe you're still struggling to see the benefits. Well, we're here to tell you from experience, it will in fact help you sell and scale in the long run. And once we actually did niche down ourselves, um, it worked. Our businesses soared. Which is why we want to give you an explanation and then teach you step-by-step exactly how to niche down. You excited? Because we know that we are. Go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash niche to begin the process of honing in on your area of expertise. Hey, hey, I'm Lindsay Roman. And I'm Evie McLeod. And we are family and legacy-focused serial entrepreneurs and the founders of The Heart University, a business education company with a mission to help you thrive in your business and life. Welcome to our Entrepreneur Cocktail Hour, where business and marketing strategies meet faith, real talk, and raw and life-changing conversations. At the end of the day, we are all in this together, figuring out how to navigate the ups and downs, the messy and the beautiful, and everything in between. This is a community where you can come as you are, get inspired, and walk away equipped to build a legacy-filled life. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle Podcast. This is an episode that we've been wanting to do. I feel like this topic, we've had lots of thoughts on Mm -hmm. it over the years. It came up a little bit on our conference speaker roundtable discussion with Shay well, and came, Jai. It came up a little bit before with Jai's last episode on... Sales. The Yeah, on sales where we kind of touched on it. And then we talked that about he doesn't it. believe in it. And we were like, oh, interesting. And then he stated his opinion of what he believes we should do. I and we were both like, we agree. On stage oh, at yeah, the conference. Too. Yeah. Because somebody came up to me at the conference and they were like, so I know that you don't believe in what Jai said. Or, so I can't remember exactly and what And it was said. like, no, we do. We have different opinions on it. So let's well, hear, but, let's okay. back up. Yes. What is under promise and over deliver? Yeah. Like, let's go there first. Yeah. Um, in 1987, <laughs> history lesson. Let's have a history lesson today. Uh, business author and speaker Tom Peters is apparently the the culprit. Yeah. Of the originator. This, the originator of who started it. Mm-hmm. He brought the following concept to the expectation management definition. Yeah. Which is what that is. Yeah. Um, with his theory of under-promising and over-delivering. And the concept is simple. A good surprise is much better than a bad surprise. So in other words. That's that's not really a definition. In, in other words, it's like, I think all of us kind of know what under-promise, over-deliver is. It's, it's in our, in exceeding, your words, how would you say exceeding expectations um, instead of disappointing expectations or like not meeting them. So it's the desire to set some expectations that you know you're going to exceed intentionally with certain things and then having those be like surprise factors or, you know, extra bonuses that people are wowed by. It's mm-hmm. like going for the wow factor that they weren't anticipating. Yes. 
that that's what it is. It's basically not sharing upfront everything that you're going to do or that yeah. you know you will deliver. This, we're Which, obviously talking about service providers. Although yeah. actually, I, no, it could it could also apply to product. Mm-hmm. I feel like mostly, we're probably going to touch a little bit harder on the service aspect, but I think it still 100% applies to product. So if, if the concept is you don't share everything up front in a, in, a, in a gimmick or a scheme, as people would say, to surprise them with things that you are going to deliver later, mm-hmm. is that good or is that bad? So I think where Lindsay and I have always stood with, we love the idea of under promise over deliver, especially in in service provider, but even as a product shop owner, like with with Evie Swim, like I love having extra goodies in I think on stage at the conference, I yeah. was like talking about Evie Swim and I was like, girlfriend puts in sunscreen I didn't ask for in the box. She <laughs> it's gives like me organic. She gives me stickers or yeah. some crap. I don't know. It's great, but it's like you, you that's why you can do this same. Mm-hmm. thing with service and product. Yeah. So I think we have always believed in it for different reasons we're kind of going to discuss. But what has come up in some conversations with some industry friends and fellow educators is if you know that you're delivering the value every time, why do you not share that you deliver that value every time? Mm-hmm. Like, why would you hide it, conceal it? You should be upfront. And I think Jai comes at it with a little bit of the perspective of by holding yourself to like by sharing like, everything up front it holds yourself accountable to actually deliver on those things it, it forces you as a person and maybe his the way he's looking at it like is is good for lazy people <laughs> which which we all like can fall into laziness yeah. at some point in time but it's yeah. like it, it forces you if you said you're gonna do it oh crap it forces you to yeah. do it then yeah. i think that's his view on it that which is why he would say he doesn't agree with Oh, uh, under promise over deliver. He just says promise and then deliver it. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Which, which I un- like. I understand. And I think Jai is a brilliant businessman. So I'm not necessarily being like, no, that's wrong. Like, I, I understand where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. Of like, yeah, especially when it comes to I think the major points of your business. So like, if you know that you deliver, uh. I don't know, X number of hours of wedding day coverage or like you always include a free second shooter that why would you not list that and include that on your inclusive right. list? Which in that regard, if it's something that's actually a part of the service, yeah, I, obviously list it. Yeah. Like don't don't say, oh, this package is eight hours and then I'll just stay for 10. Yeah. It's and like like especially big selling points. But I think where we really stand on, we really like the concept and and the implementation of the under promise over deliver is on things that are kind of like additional bonus treats, such as the gifting process. Which I'm not going to list a gift. It's like a welcome gift. In the inclusives. Yeah. Especially because I think us as photographers, it's always like we usually customize our gifts or like something. So it's not going to be like, you will get a gift box containing X, Y, and Z. Like, I don't know. To me, that just feels like weird and it falls flat and it it doesn't increase a wow factor, but it also is not a selling point. But It's like, I'm not going to choose this photographer versus another one. Oh, because they're going to give me a gift. Well, but I think, yeah, I don't think somebody would choose somebody that way. But in the experience, if they invest in a good photographer and that photographer gives them a really personalized, wonderful luxury gift that they were weren't expecting, it is going to immediately uh, like solidify that I have made the right decision. Mm-hmm. This is the right person for me. And this experience is going to be so incredible. And I think that sets the tone moving forward. Not that like your initial experience shouldn't. Obviously, they booked you because you set a tone for them and set mm-hmm. expectations of an incredible experience. And then that gift as a wow factor 
in my opinion, really elevates the experience even more. Yeah. And I I I feel like as a coach too, this just popped into my mind as a business coach. And like I coach like, you know, dozens and dozens of students every year. I don't always give a gift to my coaching students, but if I have one that like just quit their full-time job and is now going full-time with their business and it was the hardest decision of their life, I usually send them like a little something. Um, Or, you know, if somebody's like, just went through a really hard season and something happened, like I'll send them like something in the mail, but it's not like a part of my promise. It is a part of your process, but it's still not something that you promise. Yes. In neither business model is that, or service that I provide is that something that I promise or guarantee upfront in my like marketing communication. And I think a big part of that for me is because I don't think that is a determining factor of somebody booking with me. Right. Because if you, actually, held, if you held something back that was genuinely a, a more legitimate part of the service, yeah, then it would... That's like a determining factor. Like somebody's going to compare for another business right. coach to me... In like, Which is what I think Jai is saying. Yeah. And then also um, our friend Nate Chansky, he did a post recently that I want to share Which on this topic. We flipping love Nate. Yeah, he no. is brilliant. We love him. And I I see a lot of what he's saying in this too. Which and I we, think we, we would agree. agree with everything he's saying. Yeah. We're just coming at it from a different perspective. So his... His first, it's like a carousel and it says unpopular, oh, wow, unpopular opinion, under promise, over deliver is bad business advice. So then you switch. Uh, first, here's why over deliver is the wrong focus. We don't go to Starbucks because we get a surprise pastry or experience each time. We go because we know that it's going to be exactly the same latte and experience we got last week and last year and the year before that. You didn't rehire your house contractor because they surprised you with a new backsplash or gift card you never asked for. You rehired them because they always do the exact job you hire them for excellently. The most successful brands in the world don't focus on over-delivery. They focus on consistency. Beyond that, why would you under-promise on something you are trying to sell? If you promise three amazing things but actually deliver five, why wouldn't you tell the client about all five? The client would be smarter to hire the person who does promise all five. If you're comparing like somebody who's offering three things versus five things, yeah, he's saying that if you're comparing those two and you're deciding which one to hire, obviously you would choose the one that has five because they have, they're giving you more things. So mm-hmm. it's like, he's saying, don't, more value. don't hide, don't under-promise by sharing that you're only going to deliver three things and then secretly give them five later. Yeah. If you plan to deliver it, promise it and then make sure you deliver it. Instead mm-hmm. of under-promise and over-deliver, promise what you deliver and deliver it consistently. Which I agree with. Mm-hmm. Same. I absolutely agree with. However, I still think there are wow factors that like, like the, the Starbucks example, mm-hmm. absolutely. I'm not going to Starbucks expecting, you know, a surprise in my order every time. Mm-hmm. But I will say there are times where you'll go in and they're like, oh my gosh, we accidentally, like we, we messed up. We made the wrong drink. You can just have this one for free and we'll make the right drink for mm-hmm. you. Or they're like, you know what? We, we are ending the day and we have some pastries left that we need to get rid of. Do you want an extra cake pop with your order or something? Like there are little moments that sometimes those businesses will do, which is like an additional wow factor, a surprise that immediately you feel like, oh my gosh, this is the best day ever. I Mm -hmm. I didn't see this coming. This is such a special treat. I feel like it increases brand loyalty in my opinion. And not to say that that should be like again i don't think especially if it's something in your actual inclusives list like don't hide don't underpromise overdeliver in that regard where you're hiding something that genuinely would make a decision yeah for the client or the customer on actually purchasing from you yeah, like give like, it all up front it's like Share explain all of it. the the full depth of like the meat of the process mm-hmm. but in my mind i think there's part of like almost like the packaging around what is actually included. The way that we described it, I think in the roundtable discussion with with Jai and Shay was 
I, I guess when he's describing that, I look at it less as under promise over deliver, more as I have an experience that Absolutely. I've lined out for my customer or client. Mm-hmm. And I choose as the business owner and the service provider when to give them that and when to tell them what's coming or not to tell them what's coming yeah. for the maximum, uh, like elevated experience. Yeah, wow. I'm like, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> for, for the maximum like feeling that I want to evoke in my customer, which yeah. is like awe and like, wow. And like, yeah. I want them to feel loved. And in order to do that, the maximum way that I think mm-hmm. that, that will touch them the most, yes, I choose to maybe not share something upfront in my pricing guide that I yeah. will give them. It, it, but again, it's not part of the main core thing. Yeah. Like an example that we were talking about is like gifting. I wouldn't, I wouldn't share in my pricing guide, when I'm listing out my packages, that you're going to get this gift yeah. every time. Or if I was a product sh- like shop owner, yeah. like on on Evie Swim, like mm-hmm. your your product listing, you don't say like every product includes a sunscreen. It says every product comes with free shipping because I think that's a determining buy factor. Right, right. That's a decision maker. But sunscreen in my in my swimsuit package is not. I don't care about that. Yeah, most people like th- that wouldn't be a determining factor between mm-hmm. do I like the suit or do I like another suit? Oh, this one comes with sunscreen. I'm gonna go. No, no yeah. one cares about that. But, but it's a wow factor yes. that once you purchase because I don't think that's a determining buy factor. Mm-hmm. But it's a wow factor after purchase that increases brand loyalty. Yes. The other thing. On and the emotional reaction. Well, on the photography realm, because the other thing that we were talking about when it comes to this is sneak peek delivery yeah. time. So something else that we do technically under promise over deliver, mm-hmm. even though I don't know if we would call it that. I mean, we would maybe, but is we never promise that we will give sneak peeks within 24 hours. Yeah. Like our sneak, like like if we're talking about it in a consult call or in an email or, mm-hmm. or wherever it is, it's like you will get your sneak peeks within a week yeah. and then a full gallery within, you know, X time. And then... On the back end, we always try to give a sneak peek within 24 hours yeah. because uh, technically, yes, that's under-promising, over-delivering, but it's just it's just choosing when you want to give I think the experience. Week, I think a week sneak peek delivery time is still like, oh, wow, that's great to, yeah. the, to the client. And I don't think that's a determining buy factor for them. In choosing. In choosing yeah. which photographer to work with. But I do think on then the back end, getting them within like you know, a few days or like a day, if at all possible. Is like, um, whoa. Is like, wow. And I think for me, especially, I like almost always deliver my sneak peeks within a day, but I never want to promise that because so many of my weddings and sessions are destination. I'm traveling. So it's like, if I'm about to go drive eight hours and I'm by myself, I can't necessarily, I'm not going to, I have ba- enough boundaries in my business now. Um, at this stage of my business that I'm not going to stay up till midnight editing sneak peeks anymore. Yeah. Um, so I promise them a week and then I always over del- like exceed the expectations. I'm, I'm always like within a week. Mm-hmm. I'm usually within like three days. Um, but I do my darn best to make sure it's within like 24 hours because I love that like wow factor. But mm-hmm. even if I'm at three days, four days, it's still a wow factor because it's sooner than I promised. Well, and you're still setting expectations and then exceeding those expectations. Yeah. But you're, you're doing it in advance so that you make sure that you always exceed those expectations. Well, you don't don't over exceed, you don't set expectations that are unrealistic to me every single time. Yes. Yeah. Because I think, yeah, I think that's a big factor. I think too, with that, what I would consider a determining buy factor would be the actual gallery delivery time. 
I think if if somebody's shopping for photographers and they're like, oh, this photographer gets your gallery, your full wedding gallery back in 30 days. And this one says five months. Or like three months. Yeah. It's like three months and 30 days. Someone's probably going to be like, uh, 30 days. That sounds way better to get my wedding gallery. I don't want to wait the styles are similar. Yeah. So I think that would be a determining by factor that I do publicly. Like it is within 30 days. I always deliver within 30 days and I've gotten to a place in my business where I can usually deliver within two to three weeks if I really mm-hmm. wanted to. But again, that's I'm, I stick to my 30 days because I'm like, I know I can deliver consistently with that every single time. And I think that's a determining buy factor. So that is listed up front. That is one of my inclusives of like value that you mm-hmm. bring. But I do not publicly say you get your sneak pieces in 24 hours, although I bust my butt to make that happen nine times out of 10. But I like that that can be one of those things that I'm like within a week. And they're like, oh my gosh, yay, within a week. That's like, that's a good time frame. Yeah. Whereas if you publicly said sneak peeks always within 24 hours, that's so high expectations that depending on your life Mm -hmm. and and what happened the night of the wedding or the session, whether it's a travel, like you're forcing yourself to potentially have a very hard time to do do that. Which I think there can be a season for that. Like when I was single and traveling the world and shooting and like I, I would go back mm-hmm. to an Airbnb and there was no husband at home waiting for me that I hadn't seen all day and like different it's like things. You're, it's you're like, probably going to do it anyway. Why yeah. don't you just... Yeah. I, I, even still, I would still say say that your sneak peeks are coming in a week and then just wow them every time. Or do... I know some people do 72 hours and they deliver within 24. Yeah. So there's... I think there... I just like that like... The, but I would say that that's not different than what Jai or Nate is saying. Yeah. Because they're, they're talking about like a what seems like a core function of your offer. Yeah. And 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 hiding it, which maybe that's truly what over or under promise over deliver means. And and the way we look at it is just setting up an experience and touch points of when you want someone to experience your experience. Yeah. I think it's also choosing I maybe it's me. I love surprises. Mm-hmm. I love surprises just yeah. in life in general. And so I I, I like when there are hidden aspects to a service and an experience with someone. I, yeah. I, as a customer, I like that. I don't like everything mapped out for me. Obviously, the the meat of what I'm purchasing and the investment that I'm making, yes, I absolutely want to know. But if somebody does go above and beyond, I'm like, I am your fan for life. I will work with you for life. Like it creates this like, yes. I don't know. I just, it, it makes the experience so much better for me as a consumer. And I've had experiences with people where I know that they give something okay, to their well, that, I was about to bring that up because I was yeah. like, well, what happens when there's something that's not necessarily part of, like maybe this person, or like maybe you're a business owner and you are not offering, like you're like, okay, I'm listening to Evie and Lindsay and I'm going to not include like like a like a fancy pricing or like a, like a fancy gift that I give every client and I'm not going to put that in my, um, like my pricing guide. Mm-hmm. It's just a surprise. Mm-hmm. But then you don't do it for everyone. So share your example. Well, I just had an experience. I, I invested with a service provider for something um, once. And I knew that that person... How did you know? Sorry, finish your from, sentence. From, from, from social media marketing and reshares of like... Okay, share, share your experience. Different or things. Share, share what it... I, I knew in their process, they had a gifting at the beginning of booking. And then that they had something else in like... Uh, at the end? At, not at the end, but... Throughout the process. Throughout the process, there was another touch point. And you only knew that? How? Was From it in their pricing media? guide? No. So it was like their past clients had shared they, the surprise it was a, because it was, it was a, so awesome. It was a big part of... They reshared anytime a client shared like the gift that they'd gotten. Got it. So it was like 
it wasn't included in like the list of inclusives. But they didn't hide it. But they, it was like definitely a big part of their marketing strategy. So it was like very obvious. And I got neither. Like two, I missed two things in the experience. I did not, they were not delivered to me as a, a client and, you, and a did customer. Did you get a discount? No. And so... So the, that's part of the to discussion. Me, to me, that was... And I had a great experience with the service provider. Um, and the person was was awesome. And, you know, overall, like, it wasn't like there were, like, major... Like, it was a terrible experience. It was just I noticed that there were a couple of touch points that I knew that they had in their experience because it was very obvious in their marketing and, like, a consistent part of their marketing that I was... I felt my expectations were not met mm-hmm. and that left a taste in my mouth. Even mm-hmm. though the rest of the experience was actually kind of good, it left a taste in my mouth that I was kind of like, oh. You're like, well, what's wrong with me? Why didn't I get those? It wasn't like, what's wrong with me? It was just more like, wow, you really didn't pull through on that. Like, is there any other corners that you're cutting? I don't mm-hmm. know. It kind of like made me lose trust in the person. Even so though... would that be... Like, to Nate's point, he's like... He's talking about something. consistency. Yeah, which that that... Would but be I think that's inconsistency. I think that's one of those points that's like, if you cannot be consistent with it, then don't, don't be marketing it. Don't, don't be using promise it. it either in like your actual like listing of your offer, mm-hmm. but also don't market it at all. Yeah, if it's not something like, that's consistent. I think. I think personally, well, because that sounds like it would be something that is supposed to be a surprise, so that it does give you wiggle room, like what we're talking mm-hmm. about of like the sneak peek thing. Yeah, it's like I'm not gonna promise that my sneak peeks are 24 hours, but if I like consistently get them out. Like I, I'm i storing, shooting a wedding mm-hmm. and then the next day I have photos to show mm-hmm. and then I shoot a wedding and it takes a little bit longer. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't have photos to show until three days later. Will that bride or groom or like that couple be like, oh, I, I, I think know if she's you do it in the Every past. single time that you have, you're posting photos or like sharing them on your stories or whatever, like the day after every single time, mm-hmm. then yeah, I think a client might be like, wait, it's been three days and I have gotten nothing. Even if, even if, Therapy. They promised in like a consult call 72 hours, but your social shows that it's always like immediate. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of, I feel like that gets like a little like, I don't know. Verbally, because <laughs> if you verbally are like, here, you get these within three days. And like, at least to me, if if somebody was like, they're not, like, you're not on social, like, I don't see, it's a, it's a weekend. And I know that you take weekends off of social media and I know that you promised me 72 hours. I don't know if I would be tripping. If you are loving what you're hearing on today's episode, then we wanted to share something else you might love, The Heart Shop. It's our digital resource online shop for creative entrepreneurs. The Heart Shop is your one-stop shop for all of our online courses, luxury website templates, PDF guides, social media graphic templates, and illustrations. If you've been at your wit's end with your website design and you don't know where the heck to create a high-quality pricing or welcome guide to give your clients an incredible branded first impression, ooh, we got you. (laughs) We created The Heart Shop to serve you with the best tools and resources you need to successfully run your business. Just head to theheartuniversity.com forward slash shop and start browsing the goods. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash shop and we'll see you there. Is your workflow for your clients all over the freaking place? Is stuff falling through the cracks and you feel so overwhelmed trying to stay on top of client communication? Don't worry, we have all been there. If that is you, you have to hear about the best investment we have ever made into our businesses. HoneyBook, a client relationship management software. It is an all-in-one project management tool that is designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. When I tell you it streamlines everything and gives me my life back, I am not kidding. Integrated inquiry forms, client workflow and automations, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. They also have templates, brand customization abilities, and an app so you can send invoices and emails while you're on the go. 
HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline everything for an excellent client experience directly from your fingertips. So you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can get back to living your life instead. We promise HoneyBook will revolutionize your business the way it has ours. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer for our podcast listeners, 35% off the first two years. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart, or you can check out the link in our show notes. However, if that's like a once, like I've seen it consistently from you that like mm-hmm. even on the weekends, you're like showing up, posting those sneak peeks within 24 hours, whatever. And then it takes like a week. And then it takes like a week. I, I would be like, what the frick? Even if they promised a week. Probably. It's like, it's like be consistent, which I think goes to where we completely agree with like Nate and Jaya. Uh-huh. Like if there is a big part of your experience, of your delivery process, of your service provision, of your product, like delivery, whatever it is, the core meat of like, I don't know, I'm picturing like a cake, like the actual cake and and flavor and color of the icing need to be listed and described. Like mm-hmm. the actual product needs to be listed, communicated, and consistent every single time. But to me, if there's extra garnishes around the side that like, or like which plate it's put yeah. on or the, the box that it's set in, those types of things to me are like the little stuff that's kind of like, I like the surprise factor. It's like the packaging mm-hmm. around it. And that's metaphorical, not just for product or service. Yeah, product ser- providers. But like the metaphorical, the little extra tiny touches that you may or may not always include. You may or may not like, depending on like, oh, you know, this person really loved this and you don't usually send that as a gift, but like you're going to get, I don't know. I think there's well, elements of it that I love. But but is the principle of under-promising, over-delivering, basically is the principle of not sharing even those little tiny surprises the point of not sharing those is to make it a surprise, is to choose when your client mm-hmm. gets them. Mm-hmm. But in the case of like you experiencing something that you knew had happened mm-hmm. with other clients, m- maybe that person did that because like it, she didn't include it in her, you know, her pricing or whatever to give her the freedom to do it or not to do it. But then it backfired because she shared it. Yeah, right? I think that's where, uh, uh, oh, which I was going to say. I think as an educator, a lot of my process to my clients is put out there. So like, like I'm publicly saying right now that I usually deliver within like 24 hours. I often often deliver. Yeah. I often deliver. And yeah. So I think we're outing ourselves on everything right now. (laughs) But that's over the years. I've actually noticed that because I've had people who listen to my podcast, who have followed me for years as like educator, who are course students of ours, who hire me as a photographer or, you know, just different Mm -hmm. things. And it's like, oh, you know some of my hidden touch factors and I like do my like best to extra deliver on those. But it's it's hard sometimes because I'm like, I know you know about this just simply because you're one of my like photo students yeah. or like my, you know, for coaching students, coaching students yeah. or whatever. So it's like, there's definitely an element that I'm like, oh gosh. So I think in that sense, it's like, at least in my business, I'm like, there's there's times when like I can't, I can't completely hide it. But from a client's perspective on my social media, I intentionally do not sh- say that like, or showcase that sneak peeks are going out within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. I do not say that ga- wedding galleries are being, I never showcase that wedding galleries are being delivered b- before 30 days. I like- Well, 
I don't show. If you shared like a gallery going out, like, hey, just delivered this. Uh, nobody on social media is going to know when that wedding was. Right. Like, they're but not I, counting like, oh, that was her wedding from exactly two weeks ago and that's going out like, right. you know. Well, yeah. But I, I'm saying like, I don't even, I I would never be like, gallery getting delivered early. Like, I would, I, because no, it's. I, I would say delivering so-and-so's gallery today mm-hmm. with like a photo. Yeah. But you don't have to say, I'm delivering it early. The client knows that. And that's right. the only thing that matters in that. Because otherwise you're marketing something that you can't always promise yeah. every time. Yeah. I think not- that's I think that just comes down to it is like when it comes to marketing to your clients, the things that are the core, like the actual meat, bones, body of what you're delivering mm-hmm. needs to be stated, needs to be consistently delivered every time. But I think the little garnishes, the little embellishments, the things that you may or may not deliver, usually, like, most of the time, you're probably going to deliver them every time or, Mm -hmm. like, work really hard to, like, the gifting process. I just think it's an extra little surprise and an extra little treat. And I I like that element, especially as somebody who really loves surprises. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I like it when something is unknown to me and then I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, I don't know. That's fun to me. I really yeah. like that as a customer and as a client. And so I want my clients to have that experience as well. But are the you, things that are important are, are you listed. Love's language? No. I am. I know. And so I, I delight in surprise. I've yeah. had this. I have, I've told him, he knows this. I want at some point in life, of my entire <laughs> life, in some point in life, I want him to surprise me with a trip. I knew it. Where he I literally, knew it. He, he just, I wake up he's one like, day. He's like, pack your bags. We're going to the airport. No, not even that. I'm... I'm asking for a lot, and that's why it's once in a lifetime. That, you yeah. want your bags packed in in the car? Yes, <laughs> I want. I want him to wake me up on a on a random day that I have not a single clue. It could be tomorrow, like not a single clue. There's things on the calendar even, like to really f- yeah. throw me off. I want to wake up, and he goes, "Get in the car." We're going shopping. No, I'm kidding. I almost did a Mean Girls, <laughs> a Mean Girls quote there. But he's like, "Get in the car. Your bags are packed." Because if I'm packing all my own bags, I have to know what temperature of That's like. True. So he's like, "Your bags are packed. Get in the car." That's true. Here's a blindfold, and so we go through the airport, and somehow I don't even know the plane that I'm getting on. I don't know how he's going to do that. Somehow you're going to get high expectations. But when you get on the plane, they're like, welcome to your flight to Detroit. Like they say. Well, okay. I don't know when in the process of the he, like, travel he day. He puts I on like noise canceling headphones and then like blasts it in your ear the entire flight. I don't know. I just want to be delighted at one point. In my, not that I'm never delighted. That's so fun. I, I just have high expectations. This is a side tangent. My parents once did that to me. And what? You've had this experience? Yes. My dream except, experience? Except my parents did that to me. They were like, pack your bags. Uh, oh, you and had they, to pack your they, own bag. Well, they they packed it. They didn't tell me anything about weather. They were just like pack for any any opportunity. I'd hate that though. It was fun because I was uh, guessing the whole time. And then that we packed the bags, we threw it in the car, we got in the car, we drove to the airport. And at the airport, I wasn't going on a trip. My, they'd flown my best friend in, but they surprised me. Oh, it was, that's cute. It was so fun for my birthday. It was oh, so fun. Oh, I don't know fun. how I would feel about that because I'd be so excited to go somewhere and then I wasn't. Oh, it was the best because I hadn't seen her and she was from like out of state and she was like, that's my, why my, they were like, like pack your bags because it didn't even matter. <laughs> well, because if they'd been like, let's hop in the car, let's go to the airport, I would have been like, who's coming in? You know what I mean? They had to be like, pack your bags. It was really fun. That's I loved fun. it. See, no, I want to be delighted. I yeah. <laughs> Are you saying I wasn't delighted? No, you were. I'm sure you were delighted. I just like no. Want I know. It, I want. This. I want it to like be like somewhere like the best place on it. Like I want it to be like Santorini. Yeah. Or like Lake Como. 
Yeah. It can be somewhere else. But Kendra, Andrew, if you're listening, can Andrew fly me out and I will do a surprise photo shoot of you guys? Yeah. Okay. Because you're like, I go Andrew. <laughs> you're like Santorini. I'm this like, could this be when we're fun. like 45. I don't know when. Oh, that's okay. We're going to be besties for life. So okay, it's great. all good. Well, anyway, that was a side tangent. What are we I talking feel about? Like, I feel like we kind of, re- I honestly feel like we've covered the general gist of like, I think the consistency with actually delivering on the, especially the mm-hmm. selling points of your, your offer need to be stated and need to be consistent. But I personally still love the like embellishments that can be the surprise and wow factors throughout yeah. that really enhance the experience and like enliven it at different touch points. I don't, I feel like it would, to, in my experience, opinion, I think it would be bland if absolutely every touch point with your client was stated so obviously that nothing was a surprise and nothing was unknown and nothing was like exceeded. Mm-hmm. I just think that would end up feeling a little bland. Yeah. So I, I think the other people would would maybe... The, the counterpoint is to argue for consistency. But I think you can be consistent in your still, surprises. Yes. I agree with that. But but by by hiding things, the purpose of that is to give you wiggle room. Te- no, not always. But but technically. sometimes. But not always. Like I deliver a, a you welcome would, you gift would every time. Consistently deliver it. Like I'm thinking of like like the, the time timing. Let's say sneak peeks. Yeah. If your consistent factor is I always deliver sneak sneak peeks within a week. Mm-hmm. Maybe for you, your consistent hidden factor is that it's always 24 hours. But because mm-hmm. on their, on the client end, you say a week, mm-hmm. it gives you wiggle room to be a little inconsistent. Yeah, but I feel like that. that's a, that's, I feel like that's a timing one specifically. Mm-hmm. Think about like a welcome gift. I don't, oh, I yeah, never I guarantee get- a timeline but I always give a welcome gift. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not yeah. like I'm not promising them. It doesn't give me wiggle room of like when they get it. Yeah. Because it, it, well, I'm not delivering a timeline. Yeah. There's so a time delight or there's a... Which uh, I feel like... Are whether t- you give it or not. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying like not everyone I think is to give us wiggle room. It's just because I want it to be a surprise. Well, I think gifting is one of the only things though that wouldn't necessarily be a part of the service and, and therefore a part of the defining factor of if mm-hmm. someone's going to hire you or not yeah. that you can keep as a surprise. Yeah. We just like but to... Even, the point is we like to surprise our clients yeah. and delight them and yeah. choose when to give things that we will give them. Well, but... but even as you say that, I'm like, like with my coaching students, I never promise like a gift in their experience. Like that's not a part of my experience in any way. Well, it doesn't have, you don't have to give a gift to a client. Right. But I sometimes do. It just depends on the situation. Depends on if I like feel like I should, if depends on if I feel like I well, want to. Well, but you to. just said for photography, you always give a gift. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying. Like even within like the the surprise factors don't always have to be consistently see that this gets almost into another topic because I had a conversation with another business owner once where they were like my experience across the board has to be completely equal to every single client and I will not change my experience whatsoever for the fairness of all my clients I feel like that's what Nate is talking about but because he's comparing it to Starbucks of like you want consistency every time yeah I guess I mean I don't know maybe I just have a different opinion of it because I'm like every client's needs are different every client's desires are different like the meat of it again like with my agree, coaching yeah. students the meat of it needs to be consistent every single yeah. time we're talking about like the luxuries that go above and beyond that are not promised yeah that we can choose whether or not to delight them but then it gets into like if you show that delight in the marketing yes that's then, where you have to like in my opinion like I don't share what if you, uh, what's 
I know we need to end this, but like returning <laughs> client. Say you had a client, you delighted them with a surprise that you don't always offer somebody and then they come again. See, I think it just depends. Again, I think it depends on what the delight is, mm -hmm. what the offer is. Because if it's like a a welcome gift that you give to almost every client and then they return, you should be delivering a welcome gift again. But to me as a coach, I'm thinking like if my client, my coaching student left their full-time job to go full-time and I sent them a little something as like, I am so proud of you. It has been so amazing to watch your growth. I'm cheering you and on. And they hired you again. And it's then like they hired me again. That's not, it doesn't feel like it's like a consistent, like at a certain touch point that I need to be consistent with. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, because in that example, you're using the gift as like, this is something that you went through. And so I'm blessing you as a friend, as a coach, whatever. Yeah. Whereas it's almost separate from your service. Yeah. And the, and the service that you're but, providing. Yeah. And I guess that I wouldn't say that that's necessarily something that like I plan to do. So I'm under-promising and over-delivering. I just use it as an opportunity to over-deliver past what they invested in me because the opportunity arose. Does that make sense? Yes. I think, yes. I feel like that's a different category than, than like, oh, I give a gift to every single client but I don't share that it's yeah. in my pricing guide. Yeah. But I feel like that would be weird to share that you have a gift in your pricing guide. I, I like feel like some people gift. would probably do it. I like a never, welcome I'm, gift. I don't think I've ever seen a single service provider yeah. list that as an inclusive in their package. Yeah. But I they just do like, it. I just like the surprise factor. I know. We just like surprises and that's where we I stand that's on where the we issue. End. <laughs> <laughs> we love the wow factor. We love surprises. But we agree with like give a consistent service yes. every single time. And, and if you are going to market yeah. your surprise secrets, then you best be delivering it every single time. Yes. And if it is a determining buy factor, list, share it. List it the frick out. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, sometimes the embellishments aren't the determining buy factors by any means. It's no. just extra little surprises. So. We just like to delight our customers. Okay. Great. To the end. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We want to hear your feedback. So feel free to know, where, slide in. Where are you on camp over promise under deliver? versus promise and consistently deliver. Uh -huh. We want to hear, because I think we agree with like promise and consistently deliver. Oh, of, of course. We just but we also, also love like. to delight. <laughs> so, we also love to delight. A little extra something in there. But you can't, you can't surprise people by promising. Them. That's the point. Yeah. You can't, you can't put it It's out no there. longer a surprise if you list it out. Right. Anyways, okay. Send us a DM. <laughs> let us know what you think. Um, feel free to share this episode if you thought it was insightful or helpful. And in the meantime, we are cheering you on and we will see you on the next episode. Bye.